You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. And Bill, pitchers and catchers just about ready to officially report February 19th. Full squad's going to be in action on the 26th, but we know that a lot of players are already down there working out, and, and you're down there as, as part of it. So as you've gotten your first kind of taste of spring training, so far so good as far as the Rays go? Yeah, I think they're heading into spring training with a pretty you know, strong-looking squad, pretty balanced, uh, more balanced than we've seen them on offense, certainly for a long time. Um, obviously, they're going to have to make some kind of moves uh, before the spring's over because they've got kind of a crowded situation. But um, I think it's kind of a nice situation where they can kind of pick and choose from their depth for a change. Yeah, let's get into that situation. And, and it seems like it's an outfield slash first base um, problem or, or too many guys, especially with the moves they've made during the offseason. You have you have Logan Morrison, Corey Dickerson, Steve Pierce, who they've added, and then you had Brandon Geyer. And obviously you have Kevin Kiermeyer, Desmond Jennings coming back, Steven Souza Jr. And we saw what Mikey Matuk could do a little bit last year as well. And then you have James Loney at first base. That's a lot of guys, and there's not enough positions. Now I know Matuk could end up being back in the minors at some point. It seems like the only lock of all those outfielders, well, maybe you could say two locks, Kevin Kiermeyer is going to be the raised center fielder. And you would think Corey Dickerson is pretty safe in the outfield. But after that... I mean, is it a competition with all these guys for playing time? Well, you always hear the uh, you know, the manager and the and the GM usually say stuff like, you know, they have a pretty good idea going into spring what the jobs are going to be. But I, I don't see how they can do that this year unless they've got some stuff, whether it be some deals on the launching pad or, or whatnot. Because, and another name you left off there, too, is Richie Schaefer. He could be considered in the first base outfield, third base mix. So... I mean, there's a lot of, of guys. And, uh, you know, just like the last guy, you named Matuk. Matuk led the team in hitting the last month of the season. So it's all, you know, pretty good choices. And I know they were very excited to see uh, Corey Dickerson hit last week. He looks like he's, you know, the real deal. And um, he, he loves to hit, and he, he seems aggressive. And I, I'm going to be really interested to see how that plays out with the team because, you know, sometimes I felt like they were a little bit passive last year, and they did get a little more aggressive in the second half. But, uh, you know, going up there in attack mode could be an interesting thing. The good thing about the, this group of guys, I think, as well, is that they are versatile, and they can. a lot of them can play different places and play first base. And you mentioned the inevitability of a trade. Um, if you had to speculate on the most likely guys to to get moved. I know James Loney has been talked about during the offseason as a, a prime guy to get moved. Uh, is he the, the key candidate, you think, if if they, I don't want to say if they had their choice, but but if you had to look at that group of guys and think about who makes the most sense to, to leave the equation, is James Loney that guy? Well, normally on the Rays, you kind of start with the guys who are making the most money. And those two would be uh, James Loney and Desmond Jennings. Now, having said that, uh, both of them would be difficult to move right now based on last season. Uh, Jennings more so not for his salary as for the fact that he was injured most of last season, and then Loney moving him for his you know salary and the fact that he was injured. But, you know, the thing is, both these guys are pretty good players when they're, when they're in the lineup. So um, it's not like, you know, 
they're they're stuck with a you know a dud if these guys come back. So, but I, I do think that those would be the two most likely if they could move them. Now, having said that, you know other teams like young prospects who aren't making a lot money a lot of money too. So who knows? Maybe if if they were able to uh, get some kind of deal going where and I, I would I would bet if, if any kind of deal was going, it would be more for prospects than for now because I don't really know what they would be trying to add to the team right now. They really look like they have good depth everywhere. Yeah, it's really a great position, especially for a race team where depth isn't always the the biggest strength of that team other than the pitching staff. I was looking around at at different rosters, major league rosters, um, as far as first base goes. And and it's funny, a team that jumped out at me just looking at depth charts and things is the Colorado Rockies don't really have a first baseman. I wonder if in the discussions when they sent Jake McGee for Corey Dickerson, if maybe there was some discussion of including a James Loney and, and making that a bigger deal than it was. I have no idea. I'm just throwing that out there. but Because th- the Rockies are a team that, to me, could really use help at first base. Well, again, I, I'm a fan of Loney. I mean, he's not you know a stereotypical type of first baseman in that he doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but he's a tough out and he plays gold glove defense. On top of that, um, you know, I've heard he's in great shape. Uh, it's going to be a, you know, and he's playing in the last year of a contract and, you know, players tend to play better when they're, you know, getting ready, their meal tickets out there. So, uh, but I, I think he's a great stabilizing guy to have on a team and I can't, you know, I, I could see other teams being interested in him. Yeah, he's been a, I know he's been a clubhouse favorite every, everywhere he's really gone in his career. And, and you mentioned the defense as well, which you don't always get at first base. A lot of times that first base defense is kind of a, a secondary thing. Um, all right, well, it's spring training number two for Kevin Cash. Uh, do you expect him to approach this year any differently now that, I mean, last year to some degree, I think he kind of had to lay the ground rules of, of how his regime was going to be different than the Joe Madden years. So now that that's done with, can he be different in 2016 spring training? Oh, I just think he'll be improved. You know, one of his big things, and it's probably one of the reasons the, the Rays hired him, one of the big reasons is that, you know, he, he really likes to communicate with the players. He'll know this group better. Uh, he knows what they can do better. Uh, he understood what some of his limitations were last year and, and some of the things he wanted to work on. And, of course, bench, you know, the bench coach, Tom Foley, helped him out a lot with that, uh, you know, a lot of in-game stuff. So I think he'll be a lot uh, uh, smoother this year. And, um, you know, it's, he's certainly more comfortable talking to the media already. Uh, he's not a real, you know, love-the-spotlight kind of guy. Uh, but, it, you know, he's not bad with the media either. So I think he's got a pretty good handle on the job. And, and um, you know, I, I think there's a good comfort level there. Yeah, I was impressed last year just because I, I had one day at, at Ray's camp a year ago, and when you're the guy who comes in to cover a team for one day, it's always interesting how managers react because they're obviously managers less likely to open up to the random guy from MLB.com that's there as opposed to guys that they see day in and day out. But I was impressed with how personable and how friendly he was in his first year, and it was early in, in spring training, and, and he was really great to deal with. It really, that stood out to me. Um, Bill, from your standpoint, covering spring training, obviously you've done this for a number of years. Is spring training one of your favorite times just because it seems like spring training, the players are more laid back. Maybe there's more access to them because there's less media. You get a little more time to get to know these guys. Do you get that vibe and do you enjoy spring training because of that? 
Oh, yeah, I enjoy spring training. I'll tell you what I, something I love to see. I love to see, first, I love to see the fans. They, they get really excited about spring training. And I remember when I you know, was a, a fan and I would go to games myself, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, you know, a little more laid back. But one of the things I, uh, you know, I, I look forward to is I like to see the late innings of the spring training games more than the, the regular, you know, because you got the pitchers there. You know, most of the pitchers throw fastballs to get ready for the spring. And, you know, if the hitters hit, you know, hitters are probably uh, not happy when they hit 10 home runs in spring training because that's, you know, 10 bombs they're not going to have in the regular season. But I like the late innings when you get to see, uh, you know, some of the, some of the guys were in 60 and 70, and, and you've read about them in the minor leagues, and you get to see what they could do some. And uh, I think that's a lot of fun to see that. Yeah, those offensive line numbers instead of uh, baseball yeah, numbers yeah, exactly. out there on the mound. Yeah, that's always good stuff. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB.com Extras Rays podcast. Thanks so much again, Bill, as always, and enjoy your time. I know you're already in Florida, but enjoy your time for spring training. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.